Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. and welcome to episode 61 of the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I'm joined by my co-host, Bethany Walmack. Hey, Charlie, and I'm actually joining you from New Mexico. I came to meet my brand new baby niece, and I'm in a whole new makeshift setup that I may or may not post a picture of to my LinkedIn stories that I haven't in a while. But So I'm really happy to be here with you, and I'm happy that all the listeners chose us like they do every day. Today, let's see, what are we going to do? We're going to cover social media, talk about the news, and then bring you an industry interview. And as always, it helps us if you leave us a rating and review. That way, other listeners can find the show as well. So we know where I am, Charlie, but how is your week going? Well, I'm still in Alabama, but it's exciting (laughs) that we are going places coming up here in the June. So I'm excited about that. I've had a fun week. I went and saw Gina Simpson uh, do a presentation for the Women's Leadership Alliance. So that was a lot of fun. Um, She inspires me. She's one of my mentors and even from afar in the distance. And she posted, you know, thanks for the support. I did feel like I went just to see her and be there for her. Uh, So that was really nice. Also, we've had... Uh, one of our children become famous, TikTok famous. So my 16-year-old Jackson, he posts a video to TikTok on his, not his real account, uh, whatever that is. And Do you think he has a speaker's fee if we want to get him on the podcast? Now that I he said, can you please comment on it and like mention us? And, you know, he's like, no, mom. Uh, but you know, he, it was funny because he posted just like a normal, you know, bad lighting video or whatever. That's like, what do you do when you don't have a girlfriend? You're not working. You don't play sports. What do you do in the summer? I guess. Uh, Cause that's what we're in. And he got like 200,000 hits like overnight and he's at work and his phone is blowing up. He's like, what is happening? And so anyway, I thought it was hilarious. I don't understand how in the world, like people, found it or saw it. I don't understand how TikTok works. I really tried, but I can't see any (laughs) rhyme or reason why they picked this up. Yeah. So I was like, is it the music that he has like that was connected to it? Who knows? Maybe it's the content. People can really connect to him. Yeah. They're bored. It's true. So I gave you a list of things off my task list that I thought I could train him to do. And you were like, he's not interested in that. So. Yeah. I, so I hope that we'll find something for him um, to do. He does have a job, so he has a lot of work to do and he has a dog. So take care of your dog. How about that? Take him to the <laughs> lake or something. Um, anyway. That's awesome. Jackson's awesome. And I'm, you know, I know someone famous, so that makes yes. me excited. Yes. So how was your week, Bethany? And New Mexico. Yeah, so uh, I made the trek with my whole family yesterday, Mark and the boys, and we flew here because we have a new baby niece that we wanted to come meet, and then we're making a little vacation out of it on our way to Chicago, because we're going to be in Chicago doing some empowering women things next week. But tell us about tell us about the pilot <laughs> and holding Jack. I mean, I saw the picture, and it was just like, Jack was like for it. Was he just yeah. like, put me in your lap to the captain? <laughs> Well, this is, you know, my first flight since the pandemic, my first flight with two kids, just lots of things. And both boys, they really did amazing. I mean, I was telling people the most stressful part is just 
all the junk you have to take. And so once you check that, it's a little bit easier. And there's really nice people along the way who told me nice things. Um, But yeah, so it was Jack's first flight. And I really wanted to get a picture of him in the cockpit because I did that with Bowen when Bowen was like three months old and we went on a flight. And I was like, it's just a fun to document his first flight. And so it was this tiny little plane. And I'd asked the flight attendant before it landed. I'm like, hey, if we wait till everyone gets off, can we stop and take a picture of the cockpit? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll warn the pilot. No big deal. That's wonderful. Um, and I get up there and I tell the pilot and the pilot goes like this and he just holds out his arms to like grab the baby. And I was like, oh, oh. you you want to hold my baby? And he was like, yes, give him to me, give him to me. Um, so the sweet awesome. pilot named Ravi and our flight attendant Kia on United Airlines uh, made my day as a mom. And we had this really fun picture. Which my way made my day the next day. So awesome. It was it was so great. And they did really great. Um, and so I'm having fun here and, you know, still working and doing the podcast. And it's really fun. But like I said, we're going to Chicago next week, which was something I wanted to tell all of the listeners to make sure you check us out on YouTube for next week's episode. Because Charlie and I are going to be recording together for the first time since we started this podcast and in Chicago, cause we'll be there doing fun stuff for empowering women. And I'm, I don't really know how we're going to do it with one mic maybe and the videoing, but we're going to figure it out. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see Bethany. I haven't seen her since um, the empowering women you know, conference going to her house. Well, that's not true. Oh, I yeah. get to see you in December, but I haven't met Jack. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And yeah, Chicago is going to be hot and beautiful. So I'm yes. looking forward to that too. For sure. I think we should get into, not the news, let's get social. This is where we're going to tell you, you know, something that went on in social media in the industry that we think you need to know. But first, we have a couple of events to invite you to. Charlie, you want to do the honors? Sure. The next Empowering Women Meetup is going to be Wednesday, July 14th. That's every second Wednesday. Uh, We have a special guest, uh, Daryl Stinton. I I can't remember if I'm saying your name right. Stinson, sorry. Stinson, yes. (laughs) And he is a truly a dynamic speaker. Um, I've seen him, met him through um, his abstract for the Empowering Women Conference, as well as what he's doing through Instagram and online. He is a two-time TEDx speaker. He talks about that, a former athlete and a best-selling author. So I'm excited about him. He talks about mental health practices. He's going to talk to us about how to be a dynamic speaker. Um, So how to be a better speaker for we're about to start doing some more speaking engagements. And for all of our women there um, who may be attending and speaking at our conference. So I'm excited for y'all to meet him. I thought he was amazing. And his daughter sings in a song with him, which is just amazing. So anyway, the Empowering Brands Meetup is going to be Tuesday, July 20th, every third Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time. I don't believe I told everybody what time the other one was, but maybe I did. It's at 11. You'll show up, sign up for the link. It hasn't changed. It's the same every week. And we, um, I am excited to hear Daryl speak. It's, I don't know that we have, or I definitely haven't been in the room where we've had a man with us at Empowering Women talking to us. And I just think it's an interesting dynamic and I'm excited to learn from him on our event. Yeah, you're allowed. So I'm excited to kick it off and share resources and get ready. I mean, basically this leading up to our conference in Chicago, each each month we're going to share something else with you. Yeah, super fun. Okay, so... I know you had a shout out that you wanted to give on the show this week. Yes. Um, I love seeing 
everybody share the the episodes, right? But I also like seeing people's names pop up that I haven't seen in a while. So Steve Smith, he's the U.S. Navy business segment director for Fairbanks Morris Defense. And so he was sh- commenting on a share of Pat Bussey's episode that we did. And so I just the memories that kind of flood back from work boat and getting to meet them. And, you know, those are just fun, fun things. And we can get into that a little later with our topic, but I think that's part of it. Sharing that connection with the community is really something that I didn't think about when we started the podcast. These, these shout outs are for real people that we know. And for you who are listening, we'd love to get to know you better. Uh, If we haven't met, just go ahead and, you know, give us a mention and therefore, you know, we can, we can shout you out um, and get to know you better. You can always stay connected with us at empowering pumps or using that hashtag empowering industry podcast. Okay. So today, what the big topic we wanted to talk about on let's get social is really an extension of a conversation we were having on our team call this week with the empowering team and is really about how to turn or how to use personal posts on LinkedIn to reach your audience and connect with a lot of people. And it happened because you, Charlie, you were letting everyone know about your upcoming heart surgery and letting them know you'd be out. And I think doing a really wonderful job of balancing like your real feelings and emotions about everything. And then also staying positive and letting everyone know. And it just got a crazy response. Like so many people were commenting and liking and, and it really kind of blew up. It wasn't quite, you know, 200,000 TikTok view famous, <laughs> but um, but it got a lot, a lot of views. And so we started talking about how how to do that on LinkedIn, how to, how to get these personal posts that get a lot of attention. So I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you get that? Like, how, like, what did you think when you posted that? And then you had a, thousands of people react. Yeah. So I, I think about, you know, I really spent a long time thinking about how I was going to share this news with our network because, you know, it's not like me to just disappear for a month. People would notice. Maybe you wouldn't notice. (laughs) Maybe you wouldn't notice, but I feel like somebody would notice and I wanted them to know why. Yeah. And so when I created that, it was in that I was in very much at peace with what what had to happen next. And so um, I talk about kind of the details of the surgery because I feel like the pump industry thinks, you know, would think it was humorous to talk about a valve. a leaking seal and and different things like that. Cause that's what, you know, is going on with me. And then I wanted to also use it for good. So there's a couple of things. Self-care is really important and has, has changed the way that we can lead Uh, me personally and others that I've talked to. I was like, okay, if, if you can really do some of these practices to know yourself better, to be a better leader, to know your body better, this is important. And this was important in my journey to figuring out this is what was wrong with me. Yeah. And then uh, my faith is really important to me. And I don't feel like I share that enough. Um, I constantly want to share it. And it was a good uh, way to bring that into my story. And I think my response to that message is threefold. It was really like, I got some humorous comments about, you know, the valve and the seal and, you know, who, who's blaming who about what's wrong with me. And that's what we do in the pump <laughs> industry. So that was fun. Um, and then you got a group of people that, you know, really 
needed to hear about the surgery. They either had the surgery or, or, or knew something was wrong with them and needed to focus on self-care. And then the other part about it uh, was I got to see people comment about their faith and, um, and encourage me with my faith. And that was really powerful and, and something that I had been not thinking about when I created the post necessarily, but it was a great like, look at all these people who share in this and believe that um, I will have God with me through this. You know, that was wonderful. Yeah. Other things is just seeing the different ways that people post. Some some people just like it or send a emoji, right? Um, some people actually write something inspirational. Some people send you a personal message. Um, and then the views. There were 30,000 views of this picture, your picture, by the way, Bethany. I had to pick out one that you took. And the encouraging words. It was just phenomenal to think about my network and to see who those people were. Well, and one of the things we were talking about on our team call was things that you did to also help it get even more views. And I think the big thing you talked about was just responding to people's comments, right? Yes. And so I don't normally get into comments and interacting in comments uh, because it just kind of fills up your notifications, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But this is actually where the magic happens. And so I just basically liked everyone's post. And the next step of that is actually like spending time to respond to that actual comment with something meaningful, right? Which takes a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. But anytime you like it, it shows back up into your feed, right? It's going to show on your activity. It's going to show on the person's activity. And so you're just kind of... Um, giving it another chance for people to see it. And so I think that it's really important commenting, reacting on people's comments, uh, you know, brings it up in their feed. It helps build the conversation. I wanted my network to know. And so I know how this works. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, they're not going to see it if I post it once. They're not going to see it if I post it for a week. Like I want enough time to wear my people. I mean, even today, one of our, our closest partners, um, they haven't seen it yet. Right. So it's, it's going to take time for people to really see it, but you can see the difference it's making. You can see the difference that it's making in people outside of our network that are friends with people who posted yes. that. And, and what I did with that was if somebody take time to comment on my post, I sent them a LinkedIn invitation. Like we are now together connected. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and so the, it was, they're all, and I, I got a screenshot of this because I found, I thought it was a, remarkable just to see who is actually, you know, in my network. So yeah. salespeople was the top, which I thought was yeah. great because I'm a salesperson. Engineers, exec, uh, executive director, project manager, business <laughs> executors. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Operations, specialists, mechanics, and tradespeople. And I'm like, you know, marketing's the last one on that that screenshot. But, you know, it just was surprising. Save the best for last. I get it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so I just think it's amazing, you know, the, the things that we can learn by just putting the effort to say something real. Yes, for sure. And the whole like responding to comments 
works even beyond LinkedIn. We're talking about LinkedIn today, but on other social networks like Instagram, I know for sure the algorithm works if you have comments that are longer than three words. So, you know, like you can't even just say thanks. You got to say thank you very much or something for it to help you boost um, how many times people see it. So while it does take time, you will see results that way, Yes, which you did with this post. But then what I was thinking about this whole time and even on our team call was really how you and I, we talk about personal branding all the time and we tell people how to do a good personal brand. And one of the hardest things I think to implement is for people to actually add the personal part into the personal brand. Everyone that we work with and everyone that you interact with on LinkedIn, you know, they have a life outside of their career and their work. They have a family, they have hobbies, they have health issues, they have lows and they have high highs and joys and things they want to celebrate. And a whole life and you know sharing your something personal from your life helps give you a reason to connect with them about even more things i would say you know like when you think about posting this you obviously pick your platform linkedin is where we're going to post the least about um our personal lives in general um so you pick and choose things that are important that you would want your work colleague to know about you like that you're going to be out for two months and yeah. you know we were Talking about um, Vince posted a picture with his new baby granddaughter, who he's just so proud of. And it was wonderful seeing those messages. And we were so excited on our team. And everyone loved that post so much on That's LinkedIn. That's right. You know, I think that that is what we have to do. We have to look at sharing part of our lives, these monumental moments, you know, yes. work it is is not personal is over here and work is over here. It's to all together and this is life. And we should be able to share that with our closest connections. I think when we get into like sharing personal things that are negative or don't don't really think that they matter. If you think that yourself, you should definitely shouldn't post it. But the things that do, you know, they they get this genuine response. So this has always been true. I remember trying to create a create questions and post them in our LinkedIn group. And if I created it, it's like, is that a real question? Um, versus one that was sent into us, a real technical question. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's that genuine self. And, and I'm thankful that people did respond and show that they cared for me. And the thing is, we want to be able to do that with content on a regular basis. We want to be able to create a story that matters. You know, the story about essential workers really, you know, got a lot of attention because it mattered to people. And so when you do find a post that gets attention, then you need to engage with it. You need to interact with it. You need to, you know, fuel the fire that um, people really want from you. And so I'm going to continue to like and comment on, uh, I am going to go back and comment on each of these because I think it it's important for me to do that. But last thoughts are go ahead and share a little bit about yourself. Don't be nervous to do it because that's what we really want to know. What is uniquely you? And, and that's what we love. That's why we're connected with you. So um, we look forward to hearing from you and, you know, please entertain Bethany while I'm out. <laughs> please. Um, My life is going to be so dull. <laughs> no, Becca's going to keep you entertained as well. Yes, um, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for, you know, sharing the vulnerable side of your personal life right now with all of us and, reiterating it all the time for us on the podcast to help the network learn how to to be the social media queen like Charlie. I think that's the goal of this segment is to help other people be a queen. 
I am the social media queen. I was called the pump girl this week. So, you know, I do have a little pump knowledge, but definitely a little more social media knowledge. Okay, let's get into some pump talk, actually. Yeah, so into the news. I think I figured out how to make it only play once this week. So wins for me. Um, So in the news, this segment is where we're going to preview something coming out on the Empowering Pumps and Equipment newsletter this week. Um, If you're not signed up for that, you get an email twice a week letting you know some fun articles that uh, I say fun, very important articles and things going on in the industry that you need to know. And uh, just to plug, our digital edition did come out uh, last week if you're listening to this Monday. Um, And Charlie and I previewed it on last week's podcast, if you want to go back and listen to that. But definitely, it's worth the listen. That link will be in the show notes. And then last plug, before uh, I let Charlie talk, because apparently I just love to hear myself talk. Good. We need that on the podcast. (laughs) I'm gearing up for, you know, next month. She's leading. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, This is your friendly reminder, everyone that's listening, that you can nominate someone for person of the week. It's anyone you think in the industry that's doing an awesome job and really needs to be highlighted. Um, It's it's a great, we'll send them an email and they answer some questions and then we get to share them with our network. And I would encourage all of you to think through somebody in your network and send us a nomination. Awesome. Okay. So the item that I wanted to share is a Chesterton webinar on using split seals on large pumps and other rotating equipment. And so they're going to talk about the Chesterton 442C XL split seal technology in this webinar. They will guide us experienced and inexperienced uh, people through the history of split seal mechanical seals. And you're going to find out the current designs, how they came about and where, you know, they can benefit you. So I think I love the Chesterton technologies. They always have cool stories about how they were created. So excited about that. And uh, we'll include the link in the show notes, of course, for you to register. Awesome. The new story I'm going to preview for you today comes to us from Armstrong Fluid Technology. So they just launched their OptiPoint, a self-learning optimization technology. It actually enables active performance management by creating, I thought this was so cool, and this is why I took this story, uh, by creating a digital twin of a mechanical system and then learning its operating characteristics in real time. Um, She's cool about twins because of uh, she's married to a twin, y'all. That's that's part of it. <laughs> and I'm currently in the house with both of them at the same time. It's a little weird. Um, but how how cool is that? They have like a clone of a machine that they can then like learn like mm-hmm. optimization for it. So, I mean, here we go. Back to the thing. What does OptiPoint actually do? It optimizes your system efficiency. It reduces your energy consumption by as much as 50%. Um, and it safeguards the system optimization and minimizes plant operating costs. So all things that I think would highly benefit uh, a lot of our manufacturers listening to this podcast and just a, a interesting article to learn some things. So check it out. So one more thing uh, that I didn't talk to you about, Bethany, but um, we are, (laughs) I am celebrating 10 years as being an entrepreneur. So as this comes out, I will have celebrated it's on the 20th. And so I just think that I would love to hear from other entrepreneurs out there uh, in our industry. And I'll be celebrating from June to August because August is when Empowering Pumps birthday is. And so and she needs 
give me a little extra time to get some kind of something put together. <laughs> to yeah. Well, I've got a video in the works with Carter to kind of talk about our journey, uh, but that's really fun. Just doing it is fun. But anyway, I wanted to just bring that up because we will be celebrating it, whether we post about it or not. I love celebrating with our podcast listeners. So yes. I'll be doing that this weekend and on Monday with you. 10 years, Charlie, is amazing. I heard something on Ed Milet's podcast that said like, uh-huh. After 10 years, uh, you're like legit. So I was, you know, I was really happy about that. Well, congratulations. Let me know how being legit feels. So I have something to look forward to. <laughs> Love it. And But I am really looking forward to seeing this email with you and Carter. I know there's going to be outtakes. And if we say it on the podcast, then it has to happen. So that's right. I'm excited. And I hope you do go out to a nice dinner or do something fun on Sunday with your family to celebrate because that's you know big commitment from all of you. Well, yes. And we have a Vera's birthday party. And so if y'all follow me on social media, y'all have seen a picture of Vera. She is the middle child of my younger brother. And she just reminds me of my middle child and myself. And so if we'll have just a big celebration with the balloons and cake and, you know, I'll add in, hey, y'all know what? It's my anniversary, work anniversary <laughs> too. So it'll be fun. I have lots of nieces and nephews and I always tell people, you need to pick a favorite. Like, you know, get one just slightly nicer presents than the rest of them. So that by the time they all get to adults, you've got like one insurance policy who will take care of you if your children decide not to like put you in a nice home or something. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. So now we're going to move into our industry interview and we have a good one for you today. Charlie, why don't you introduce her? Yes, I love this conversation with Linda Rains. She is the president and CEO of the Electrical Apparatus Service Association, aka ESA, which is happening June the 27th through the 29th. Linda has joined the staff at ESA, you know, back in 1983. Um, she worked there after working as a journalist, so a broadcast journalist, which I thought was really cool, seeing how, you know, we're talking audio here via podcast. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, come on. And so the other thing is, I mean, she worked in ESA for several years and so she's had a long career there, but I I just think that she's just a cool example for us, a role model for us. And Vince will be at ESA, you know, going around doing his thing there. So hopefully uh, he'll run into Linda and y'all can say hey to her, but I think you're going to enjoy just her path. And she does go into ESA and what that what that um, entails, kind of a preview of ESA, the event. So stay around and learn from her as I did. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to the interview and I think we should just get to it. So without further delay, here's your interview. I'm so excited, okay, that I have you on the Empowering Industry Podcast. I've waited uh, to bring you on to something like this in a while. I want to hear your story. I can't wait, you know, to share you with the industry. So let's start there, Linda. Let's let's start with who you are and what you do. Well, I'm I'm very happy to be here, happy to be with you. Uh, My name is Linda Raines. I am the president and CEO of ESA, the Electrical Apparatus Service Association. Uh, We are based in St. Louis, but we have members all over the world, large number of members in the U.S., great cadre of members in Canada, Mexico, South America. We have a great European and world chapter, Australasian and New Zealand chapters as well. 
That's amazing. And this is, you know, motor manufacturers as well as motor repair. I guess uh, there's probably more in there that I don't know as far as your membership base, but um, kind of come together for the ESA event, uh, which will be at the end of June and come to learn. I mean, I know that's a big part of kind of your mission is to educate there. Before we get into that, and I do want to go into ESA and this upcoming event, um, tell us how you got into the industry. Well, uh, it was, as many association leaders would tell you, it was unintended. Uh, It's to a certain extent. Uh, My background is actually communications. So I went to school for uh, radio broadcasting with news reporting as a focus. And oh, well, you are in your element then. Here we go. <laughs> Here we you, can, you asked me the question. <laughs> we, uh, I did that for a couple of years and decided what was I thinking and came back to uh, St. Louis and thought, well, I'll just uh, take a job and then decide what I'm going to do, whether it's still going to be within media or what it will be. And so I took an administrative position at ESA And that was way back in 1983, believe it or not, and thought I'll be there for a year or two and, you know, maybe even less and decide what I'm going to do. And quite frankly, I fell in love with our members. Our members are those who are in the electromechanical uh, repair service and sales industry. And it's an industry that if you weren't working in it or for it, you may not realize it exists. I certainly didn't before I became a staff member at ESA. But without our members, you know, things frankly would pretty much stop. Yes. They, it's a key industry and our members serve virtually every industry that exists. They're largely family owned. About 70% of our members are family owned businesses and just salt of the earth, down to earth people. And so helping small businesses and working in the organization, it it just felt right, felt comfortable. And I've loved it ever since. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of that, you you do feel that you're supporting those families and, you know, storytelling as, as what they're doing, what they're making, how this affects our everyday lives. We, we talk about this a lot about, you know, pumps and equipment uh, being vital to life and definitely uh, the people behind it who are taking care of that. And so, you know, I am excited to bring everybody back together, but before we get there, Tell us a little bit what it was like, you know, managing through this pandemic where, you know, you had a virtual event and then you now are transitioning back to in person. What has that been like for you? Well, needless to say, like so many others, it's been a challenging time. Uh, I never thought in my 20 plus year tenure as CEO that I would be canceling a convention. And that's what we ended up doing last year. Uh, We made the call in early April. It was the right call at the time, obviously, but we had to quickly adjust. Uh, Many would say pivot. (laughs) I've become, I've come to hate that word. That's right. That's right. I'm tired of adapting, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. We're adapting, right? So we adapted and we did what was really a a well-received, great ESA 2020 reimagined event. And it was well-received and we did not just that, but we had, you know, hundreds of participants. But in addition to that, we did some webinars that were timely on behalf of our members. Uh, We did a whole coronavirus portal. 
uh, so that they could get information that they needed. You know, we are very fortunate. Our industry is very fortunate that we are essential. You know, we did not have a scenario where, like so many other industries that really were shut down. I'm not going to say that our members weren't negatively impacted because they were, you know, they had to cope with so many things, but for the most part, they were still operating and it was important that we were stepping up to uh, support their efforts. And I'm very proud of our team, very proud of our volunteers. We, we did a lot in that regard. So not only did we do that in additional webinars, we transitioned our in-person seminars to virtual. And they were very well attended, very well received. I wasn't certain how that would go, frankly. Uh, we do very concentrated, full-on two-day in-person seminars on topics like principles of medium and large AC motors and root cause failure analysis and mechanical repair fundamentals, fundamentals of DC, uh, fundamentals of pump repair, uh, you know, just a whole variety of seminars. And uh, we transitioned those to half day, four days in a row virtual, and it was well done, well received. We had a couple of engineers on on each of the sessions, and 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 that helped as well. So we've we've done a lot, provided a lot of information, and so forth. So it's been it's been challenging, but it's been good, and I think our members have really appreciated that. Many trade associations, as they've gone through the pandemic, have been very concerned that membership has dropped and engagement has dropped and so forth. And we're very fortunate that that did not occur. So uh, that's a great thing. Yeah, I think that's a testament to you being there and, and providing resources for them. They still felt um, as part of that community, right? And so I think it wasn't about, okay, we need this event, this, you know, we've lost the revenues and different things like that, which is definitely part of it. But the other part is, well, we didn't lose our people and we stayed connected with them for, you know, this upcoming event. So right. I'm excited about that. So I feel like there's just going to be this just excitement to get back together and see each other. And tell us a little bit about that. Where is the event and, and what can we expect from ESA this year? We are in Fort Worth, Texas. They have a wonderful package for us in that, uh, you know, we are at the convention center and essentially we're, we're the only show in town at that time, which is great. Uh, we have uh, most of our rooms are at, uh, well, we're in three hotels in the area. Omni is right across the street. There's a Hilton very close by and a Sheraton. Uh, and, and so it's a very compact package and they have a very nice downtown. It's very uh, affordable to get in and out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area flight-wise. And we have a great Southwestern chapter, so I'm confident we're going to have a lot of drive-in uh, attendees as well. So Fort Worth is just, uh, you know, they have a lot of restaurants in the area, you know, and, and just, a, you know, a number of great things to see. Yeah, it's very family friendly, too. I, I really like that. I've, I went with my mom and my cousin the last time that I had been in that town. And, um, you know, they, they bring the cattle out and, and different things. So that's really, really interesting. And um, just a lot of things to do with the the old, I think it's like a railroad station or something down there, or the railroad runs through there, but it was very interesting and neat. Uh, so I think there's, you know, that element to it as well, that you can have a little fun while you're um, at the conference as well, which the conference itself is fun. <laughs> a couple of years back when we were in Vegas, I brought my son and he helped me with the booth. 
Um, and it was just a great opportunity to showcase you know, what what the industry that I work in every day is really like. So that was really, really a neat experience. Um, is there That's any pr- particular uh, sessions this year that you're excited about uh, that you or you want to point out? I'm sure you're excited about all of them. You know, we are. We are excited about all of them, as a matter of fact. So it's always dangerous to to highlight any any few. But one of our most highly rated speakers and uh, a best selling author is a gentleman by the name of Mike Weinberg. We had him in Las Vegas in that 2019, and he was among the top rated that we've had. He is a guy who is very practical. You know, it's it's real takeaways, and I know some of our members have basically taken his mantra through the next couple of years. And he is doing a, an optional sales seminar for us, uh, Supercharger Sales Leadership. Excellent. It's a full day program on the Saturday prior to our event, the June 26. And, uh, you know, we're, it's an incredible value that we're offering when he does it himself and he does it fairly often. It's 10 times the price we're charging. So it's it's a real opportunity for our members. We've got a good crowd coming uh, for that and, you know, can certainly take a few more. He'll also be doing a couple of uh, really great sessions for us on Sunday morning prior to our kickoff event. We've got a wonderful keynote speaker, and it was just um, kind of serendipitous that the the topic for our keynote on Sunday is the hero effect. Yes, because in in our view, you know, our members are heroes, right? But sometimes we all need to be reminded of it and how uh, all of us can make impacts both in our business lives, our per, our personal lives and and so forth. So I I'm I know that our members will get a lot of value out of that uh, message. But we also have some bonus sessions on Saturday afternoon that our members will be very interested in uh, some of your readers and, and listeners, uh, some pump sessions that our Gene Vogel will be doing on Saturday. Yes. Uh, we have a half day session on synchronous machines on Saturday afternoon. Um, our general session on Monday will be very interesting and something that our members really need to be keyed into. Uh, and that is some industry research that we've been doing uh, in the past year, not just not this time amongst our repair firm and sales uh, distributor members, but the supplier community, the manufacturers, what is it that our members need to be paying attention to? And there are some things in here that all members really need to uh, absorb, listen to, and uh, take into consideration when running their businesses in the in in the near and distant future, quite frankly. So we're we're excited about that. We've got some great management and sales sessions on Monday morning, and then of course we, for a number of years, we have had a gentleman by the name of Brian Bolio uh, on our program from ITR Economics. And on Tuesday, immediately following our business meeting, uh, he will address you know post pandemic economy, what members should be paying attention to, and you know, how they should position themselves 
uh, financially in their businesses in the coming years. So yeah, and I really enjoy him and his brother when they speak um, on economics. I mean, I could just um, I took minored in economics, and it just fascinates me. Yeah, um, because I mean, it's it's right on, and and we do have to adjust sometimes. But I'd be interested to hear that. So absolutely, excellent, excellent. And and I've not even addressed the expo in all this. You know, we've got our solutions expo, the exhibit hall on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning. And uh, we have a good crowd. Uh, we will have new product theater sessions, a lot for our members to see. And it's really the year to, to reconnect with our, uh, with, with the industry. So it's, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, make sure that you, you know, take a, take time to um, get to know people. It may, I don't know, for, when you're walking around those shows, I've, I wonder if it's going to be like weird to kind of have conversations with people, but just give yourself like a moment, right? Like think about what's at that booth. Okay. What's the questions that you want to ask? Just so, you know, if it is, I mean, we've, we've got to start reconnecting, but I feel like it's going to be new for people. So uh, give yourself a little grace and, you know, be prepared for that feeling and then just, you know, embrace it and, and find out the new technologies, right? Absolutely. And we're, we're making it easy for folks because, you know, we transitioned from, you know, initially it was, well, you have to wear a mask, you have to do this. And as things have changed with both CDC guidelines and local guidelines in Fort Worth, we have adjusted our policies. So if you are fully vaccinated, you do not need to wear a mask in the center. But we'll also, in each registration bag, we'll have three dots. So we'll have a red, yellow, and green dot, and you decide what you want to put on your badge in terms of your comfort level, you know. So if you have a red dot on your badge, that means, you know, still stay back. I'll, I'll talk with you, but I'm that person will probably be masked, and, you know, I want to stay six feet away. Yeah, don't don't let Charlie hug you. Okay, this is a, a, a blaring red uh, button there. Yeah, no hugs. So it goes from red to green, which is high fives and handshakes, right? But I'm sanitizing sanitizing pretty often, and so we're we're adjusting. I think people will be comfortable with that. And as you said, it's it's really going to be getting back into the groove, right? Yeah, well, I think that's a great uh, way to do that. And just, you know, something visual that people can immediately look for when they're approaching somebody. And it'll just a good reminder to to be conscious of that and empathetic on on where people are. So uh, great job there. And and I don't know, just as we've been talking, Linda, have you thought of anything else that you might want to share with our audience? You know, mainly to check out our website because we have a host of information out there, including a a section for end users that has a lot of information on, you know, not just our standard AR100, uh, ANSI AR100, but uh, just a host of information that's of value to them. And check us out there. Convention seminars that we'll have coming up this fall, we will go go back to in-person programming. And for our members, our chapters are going to be doing a lot of really great chapters and regions. We'll be doing some great meetings this fall and uh, into next year that uh, are already being scheduled. So that's a phenomenal thing as well. 
Yeah, so it sounds good all the way around. Just get connected, and we'll definitely show uh, or you know put in our show notes all of the different links um, so that they can get involved. And Linda, just thank you for your time today. It was so great to see you, and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about such an amazing event. And yeah, just I wish you the best um, at your event. Thank you so much. Great to see you as well. Take care. Charlie, thanks so much for bringing Linda on the show and sharing her story and talking about ESA. One thing that I did think about is that we did some partner preview videos for some of our partners that are going to be at ESA. So uh, check out our social media, our YouTube page. They're also there on our YouTube page. So if you're watching this on YouTube, just an easy click over. But to to get a preview of some of our partners that are going to be at ESA as well, it should be a great event. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited about it. This does bring us to the end of the show, which I'm never excited about, but uh, we want to thank you for listening and yeah, we'll be together next, next episode in Chicago. Super excited about that. So excited. In the meantime, do us a favor, subscribe, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to it. That really helps us find other listeners like you. Yeah. And you can always reach us at empowering pumps or using the hashtag empowering industry podcast. You can email us to podcast at empowering And we'll be back every Monday with a new episode. So until then be empowering. That's every second Wednesday at 11 central time. uh, Yes. I don't know what what I was going to say. In the AM. We are not night owls. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Anyway.